your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. All right, we got a question from John here, and he's asking, says, Hey, Carson, when I go to mount my horse, she will kind of freeze up like she's nervous her head will go up and her eyes will get a little big but sometimes when I'm just about to mount if I were to reach back and rub her butt area she will cow kick at my hand and when I try to rub her with a flag in that same area she does not cow kick so I think it has to be something to do with a human being involved. So, so what you would do here for a horse like that is you would kind of sort of pretend like you were going to go to get on, right? And then when they, uh, when they kind of either looked like they were getting ready to kick or when they did kick, you would just step back and have them step their butt away from you, like, you know, yield their hind end away from you. And you would just do that several times. And what that would do is, is it would have the hind end do the opposite of what it was planning on doing. So like, for example, the, uh, you know, when a horse kicks, they have to basically bow up at whatever it is they're kicking at. So if you have them yield to that same thing several times with some repetition, well, then pretty quickly, now they're not in the mindset of, oh, I'm going to bow up at this thing. They're in the mindset of, oh, I better get ready to yield to this thing. So with a little repetition, you can build that habit and it will also change their, uh, it'll also change their mentality in the whole thing. And then pretty quick, they're kind of a whole different horse when it comes to something that they would have used to have kicked at. So now you're not even having to have them yield to it. They're just not worried about it anymore. Now, see, you could apply this same exact, <clears throat> excuse me, you could apply this same technique to like a horse that say you're riding out on the trail and another horse starts to come up on the right-hand side and your horse starts to pin its ears and potentially kick at that other horse. Well, what you can do, you can do a couple of different things. When you see them starting to pin their ears, you can just have them trot away. That's one way to have them yield to something that they otherwise were going to bow up at. Or you can also just kind of pull their nose to the right and have them step their hind end around to the left and make them yield it away from that thing that they were going to bow up at. Now, just as most of this stuff, there's always kind of, you know, three sides to one coin. But another thing you want to look at going back to the original question is, okay, yeah, it's good to know how to fix a horse that tries to kick you when you go to get on. But a lot better thing is to know how to keep that from ever starting to happen in the first place. So from here, you would have to look back and you would think, okay, what have I done or what have I not done? Like, what is this horse missing that would 
make this horse get so lost that it felt like it needed to kick slash defend itself when I go to get on it. So that's, you know, that's why we do all of these little things that we do, like, you know, making sure they're not crowding us, getting them good at respecting our space, getting them where they're really sure about all these little things that we ask them to do. Uh, lunging, trailer loading, getting saddled. Uh, so for example, like a horse that does not stand still to be mounted, that's one of the tiny ingredients that you would need to have a horse start kicking at you when you try to get on. If they don't even understand enough about the being mounted process to understand that they need to stand still and let you get on them, well then that lack of understanding is going to cause uncertainty and lack of confidence in the horse and now they're not confident so they're gonna have that self-preservation raised up in them so they're gonna feel the need to do weird things like kicking or bolting or rearing or biting or you know any the it could be just multiple things so it's really really important that we get ourselves right before we start doing a whole bunch of stuff with a horse to where we're not dealing with a ticking time bomb, basically. Uh, a real common thing to hear is, uh, yeah, he was totally fine, and then all of a sudden. But the thing you have to remember is, is if a horse is truly totally fine, there can't be an all of a sudden. For example, uh, for example, we were at a clinic a while back, and uh, as this horse was running this person over and crowding them and uh, not understanding how to lunge or back up or, I mean, basically do anything at all as far as groundwork. And as as the horse was crowding him and running him over, they were trying to tell me about how uh, the horse is real inattentive and sometimes it rears up and then sometimes when, you know, uh, noise happens out in the woods and they're trail riding, the horse will spook and bolt and then it pins its ears and is really aggressive at all the other horses. And they're telling me this as you're standing there watching this horse just walk all over top of them and crowd them. So I kind of interrupted them, not trying to be rude, but I kind of interrupted them and said, hey, stop telling me all that. You need to get that horse to stop running you over. The reason you're telling me all this, the reason you have all these stories is because you're not even paying enough attention to that horse to get him to where he knows not to run you over. And because of that very reason right there is why you're having all these problems. So, you know, it's it's really important that we teach ourselves to be aware and recognize, like, for example, when our horse is crowding us, recognize when he's being heavy, recognize when he's being light, and start to work on ourselves where we can regulate all that stuff. That way we can create some understanding between the horse and the human, and therefore all of that weirdness will not be a thing anymore. It's like when you go to the doctor, you know, generally the doctor will treat the disease because he knows that when the disease is gone, these symptoms will be gone as well. So generally people get so caught up in treating the symptoms, they never actually see the disease. So they just spend the horse's entire life trying to treat symptom after symptom. And a lot of the times, if they could just 
get him to do a few things. Uh, for example, walk, trot, and lope on a loose rein. And if they could get that horse to not crowd them while on the ground and like while lunging. When I say while lunging, what I mean by that is, is generally when, for example, when somebody's lunging a horse and they have him do a direction change, he kind of comes right in and steps right into their bubble or their space in the process of changing directions. So if you could just get those few things really good, you would probably eliminate about 80% of whatever horse problems you may be having because it all stems from the same place. All right, well, I hope that helps everybody out, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real. Simple. Horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 